He said his sister was visiting, didn't he? Oh, Oh, is that what's going on? That makes sense. Yeah, because just wanting to be with his family is absolutely not a good enough excuse. Fuck that. And we are back like Dallas quarterbacks and former chancellors, now prime ministers <laughs> named Sunak, President Biden. This is the Long Snapper podcast and I am joined by Pat. Hey, Pat. Hi, Craig. How's it going? I'm good. And Rich. All right, mate. Hey, mate. And Mark. Hello, you. Hello, mate. That was nice. Uh, so I'm hosting today and outside of the fact that... Uh, He doesn't keep us to task or time. I did want to say that uh, Adam has done a stellar job in the chair. Don't get me wrong. If you get caught smoking a fag in your lunch break and you're a delivery driver, he's a bit of a prick. (laughs) (laughs) But if you only semi-turn up to a podcast, he's a great guy. (laughs) So shout to Adam. (laughs) And uh, we're going to get cracking without you. Um, What's good, gents? Uh, not, not the NFL, the NFL this week. week. Yeah, no. <laughs> oh, that, was, that was weird. That wasn't even right. <laughs> yeah, really not the NFL this week. I was sat, sat there around about like half eight or so, and I was thinking, this is boring as shit today. <laughs> this is not fun. And uh, First week, though. First week that I felt that way. It definitely yeah, yeah. I was in the middle of a couple of I games. Was, I was like, oh, a bit dead. But first like, every, every, like, so many schools seem to be like, 14 11 or some shit like that it was just oh god it was hard to watch for sure before we uh talk too but, much for but this podcast is still going to be brilliant <laughs> <laughs> we, we probably won't talk football <laughs> and if we do it's not going to be the stuff you're expecting <laughs> we're still the only we're still the only nfl podcast that still hasn't reviewed the last super bowl <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> we are going to spend 45 minutes talking about the Browns <laughs> the least interesting year um, before, we do, before we do that uh, we always start the Long Snapper podcast with a quiz and in the absence of Adam who do you think stepped up? Let's go Pat Yeah let's go we're going to have a very enjoyable round of player your cards right I'm going to pick some categories nice. you're going to give us some highers and lowers and if you get it right stay in the round and nominate a player for the next person after you last man standing gets some points second man standing gets one point first man out gets no points i'm gonna switch it round going alphabetically so we're gonna start with craig your category is receiving targets this season it's a list including wide receivers tight ends and running backs we're going to start you off at 20th number of targets this season with a Mr. Debo Samuel. He has 54 targets this season. Higher or lower, Craig? Mike Williams of the LA Chargers. Hi. Oh. Mm. <laughs> I thought you'd first answer. <laughs> I assumed you said Evans. I was like, lovely. <laughs> Williams. I'm not going to be oh. nice to you, am I? <laughs> oh. Oh, I haven't watched the Chargers at all. Um, good, good to know. Oh God, I'm going to say uh, so. Mike Williams has less. Mike Williams has more. He has 59. Craig is out. He gets no points this round. Mark. Oh, shit's first question. I'm going to go. <laughs> I'm going to stick 
No, I've got, we've got to go for Mike Williams. So Mike Williams is on 59. Let's go Mike Evans. Let's go for who Craig referenced. Um, 59 to me seems pretty high. Um, so I'm going to say lower based on nothing more than that. Lower is correct. Mike Evans has 48. So Craig would have been wrong, whichever Mike we chose. Um, Mark, pick a a player for Rich to go higher or lower for. You're on 48. Oh, I've got a pick now. Yes. Um, Ooh, okay. Let's... That would be awesome. Oh, shit. That would be Let's go with... Speaking of the Browns, let's go with Amari Cooper. Cooper. Higher or lower than 48 targets for Richard? He's had some games where he's had a lot of targets and somewhere he's... I'm going to go higher. He would be correct to go higher. He's level with Mike Williams on 59. Pick a player for Mark. I would have thought he was much lower. (laughs) As a a fantasy owner of his, who basically scored points in one game so far this year, um, that surprises me. He's very boom or bust. Yeah. Well, let's see, because I think this one might be close. Let's go Brandon Ayuk. Brandon Ayuk. Mark, higher or lower than 59? Um... So 59 was a surprise. And as I said, that Mike Williams, who I think also you said had 59, seemed like that was, like, to me, that's got to be top 10, I would think. But so I'm going to say Brandon Ayuk is lower. Brandon Ayuk is lower. He has 49. Pick as a player. Uh, let's go with who random. Not just a stick on Browns, but I'm going to go with uh, classic bet material, David and Joku. Ooh, yeah, because he's had quite a lot as well. Ah, uh, 49. Higher or lower than 49. I'm going to go higher, but I reckon it's close. Higher is incorrect. It's 42. Mark takes three points this round. Rich takes one. Second category I'm, is... I'm surprised this is much as 42, Joku. He's had a good, really good last couple of games. Your second category is quarterback passing attempts. We're going to start you off right in the middle of the shop. 16th, Derek Carr, 211. Higher or lower than Derek Carr, Matthew Stafford, Mark. I think because Josh Jacobs has had a bit of a breakout season i'm gonna say that he car is lower than stafford so stafford's higher stafford is higher that is correct he did it the most confusing around possible (laughs) (laughs) i knew what i meant (laughs) stafford has 225 pick a well it has to be a quarterback pick a quarterback um doesn't have to be a quarterback but it could uh, give the answer away if he doesn't it will help you if it's not a quarterback. That's true. <laughs> um, uh, uh, Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence. Higher or lower than 225 passing attempts this season. Hmm. I feel like that offense leans on the run, but they've been behind in games a lot. 
the rams do love to chuck the ball around. I'm going to go fewer. You are incorrect. Trevor Lawrence has 246. First man out, Rich scores nothing. Mark, pick a player for Craig. You're going to get off from Trevor Lawrence at 246. Okay. Uh, Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones. Higher or lower than 246, Craig? Surely he's lower. Daniel Turf Monster Jones. (laughs) Daniel Jones is lower. 189. Pick a player for Mark. Fields. Justin Fields forever. Um, See, when I said... When he said what Jones was, I thought it was a lot lower than I assumed, but Fields is Fields is a good shout because Oh, I think he's lower. I think he's lower. I'm gonna say lower. You're correct to say lower. Fields has one hundred and thirty six passing attempts this season. Oh wow, which is okay. mad low. But not outside the top thirty two. Mark, pick a player. Okay, so I'm going to make it int- keep it interesting here because this is Ooh. someone who I think would have had a lot more but has missed games. So let's go with Tua. Tua Tungavailoa. Higher or lower than more. 136 passing Higher. attempts? More. Very Higher. confident. Higher. Very correct. 150, Craig. Oh, it's not, not much that higher. higher. <laughs> <laughs> it's comfortably higher. Oof. Uh, um... Let's go. Uh, I don't know who that is. Uh, oh, now you're giving other people shit for making noises whilst thinking, are you? Yeah, but this isn't thinking of an answer. <laughs> this is literally just naming a quarterback. <laughs> it is. No, but that's, that's, that's literally the important part of the quiz. <laughs> <laughs> Who's had as many? Oh fuck! Oh fuck! Uh, Walker. Walker. P.J. Walker. Higher or lower than 150 passing attempts? I mean, he's he's played like three games, hasn't he? He's got to be lower, surely. He is lower. He has 44 passing attempts this season. <laughs> Mark, pick a player. Um. <laughs> Okay, someone else who's played hardly any games to make it. Try, I'm trying to make it. If you make level. me drop out of the top 50 quarterbacks onto the next page, I'm going to be really annoyed. <laughs> uh, okay, <laughs> let's go with Teddy Bridgewater. Teddy Bridgewater, higher or lower than 44 passing attempts, uh, Craig? Uh, this is uh, dastardly. Oh, what did he play? Um. Oh, oh, shoot. <laughs> I think Teddy has... Oh. Did he play... How many games did he play? I can't give you hints. <laughs> I'm going to say Teddy has... Uh, did he play two games? He must... What is it, 44? 44. Higher or lower than 44? Higher. Higher is correct. He has 60. Craig, pick a player for Mark. Uh, 
I need to find the same. Um, ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, but he's definitely got more. That's annoying. Ah. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Taysom Hill. Taysom Hill. Higher or lower than... I mean, Taysom, Hill, Taysom Hill's got less than 10, surely. You're saying lower. less. Lower I'm is correct. Much Taysom, Taysom Hill has seven. <laughs> <laughs> He's taken quite a lot of snaps in quarterback. He mostly doesn't throw them. Mark, pick a quarterback. <laughs> pick a quarterback. Or wide receiver throwing the ball a few times this year. That's the, that's <laughs> thrown it around seven times. <laughs> this might be a canny strategy by Craig to make you have to go higher. Yeah. Um, oh, God. I have got a... Right, okay. Let's, let's go with... He's come in... I, genuinely, I couldn't tell you how many passing attempts it is, but he's played about two quarters of games when Josh Allen has been sat down. So <laughs> let's go with Case Keenum. Case Keenum, higher or lower than Taysom Hill's seven? Oh. I, I can't believe we're talking about QB attempts and we're discussing Taysom Hill and Case Keenum. <laughs> you two did this to yourself. Seven passes. He's got to have more. Higher. It's exactly seven. No! If Mark wins the round, nothing to repair. No! Incredible. Incredible. <laughs> Final round. That's that is heartbreak. Heartbreak. Fancy, Cra- oh. Fancy Craig, you not saying, oh, I think he's got exactly the same. <laughs> yeah. I like it. Here we go. Final round. Total tackles this season. We're going to start you off in Green Bay with rookie Quay Walker. 52 total tackles this season. Rich, is your man Fred Warner higher or lower than Quay Walker on 52? It's got to be higher. He is not higher. He has 50. Unbelievable. Gutted. I feel like you deliberately screwed me there, Pat. Maybe. (laughs) Maybe. Now I need to find a... (laughs) All right. Let's stay in San Francisco. Craig, does... Dre Greenlaw have higher or lower tackles than Fred Warner's 50? Lower. Incorrect. Dre <laughs> Greenlaw has 58 tackles this season. Right, Mark, let's give you a tester. As if it matters at this point. Levante David, Tampa Bay, higher or lower than 58 tackles this season? He's been really poor in the last couple of games, like noticeably so. So I'm going to say, just on that basis, and for no other reason, I'm going to say lower. You are correct. You win the round. You have nine points out of a possible nine. Craig has two. Rich has one. Mark gets some music this week. That feels a very vast margin for the game. <laughs> but, okay, cool. <laughs> That's not hard. I love the fact that Pat's. Pat's decided to run a quiz in a format that he would excel at because none of the rest of us pay anywhere near the same level of de- attention to the stats as he does. Oh, he would have hmm. won that. He definitely yeah. would have won that quiz. I, I actively hate stats. Uh, <laughs> exactly, right? Either, either, either way, 
Uh, let's talk some ball, but before we do, let's review some games. Uh, forewarning, Pat has helpfully done the admin. He's uh, decided to be nice and tricky and change the format of the admin. So we're kind of, I say we, I'm guessing here. Uh, 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 listen, it's one take Drake out here. So um, if we make a mistake, we're going to keep moving. Um, right. So cue that music. New Orleans Saint. Perfect. Um, I was doing my best Mike Tyson impression. Uh, New Orleans Saints. <laughs> New Orleans Saints. Arizona. Uh, New Orleans Saints 34. I'll do the scores as well. New Orleans Saints 34. Arizona Cardinals 42. The Cardinals relied on two pick sixes in the first half and then a defence that managed to just hang on in the fourth quarter to end an eight-game home losing streak. Cleveland 20, Baltimore 23. Better game than I expected with some good defence on show. The Ravens getting the late stop to close the game. Tampa Bay 3, Carolina 21. <laughs> Atlanta Falcons 17, Cincinnati 35. A routine win for the Bengals who never looked in trouble after an early three-score lead. Detroit Lions 6, Dallas Cowboys 24. Despite their very Lions record, Detroit had somehow managed to keep games close. However, without St. Brown and Swift, that has become increasingly difficult, especially in the week the Cowboys got that back. New York Giants 23, Jacksonville Jaguars 17. They might just be the worst 6-1 team in history, but the G-Men find ways to win the close games. That's now six victories won by a combined less than 30 points. Indy 10, Tennessee 19. Could this be the last start of Matt Ryan's career? Green Bay, or as Pat likes to say, Great British Proud 21. (laughs) Washington Commanders 23 in which we learn that Taylor Heineke really is the perfect Carson Wentz replica. New York Jets 16! Do you want to give me the rest of the score? (laughs) Also, the uh, DB is mighty confusing. Denver Broncos 9. (laughs) Robert Sala won't mind that this was an ugly win, but you will be concerned about losing Brees Hall for the year. Big time. Houston Texans 20, Las Vegas Raiders 38. Josh Jacobs went ham. Can you say contract year? Seattle Seacourts 37. <clears throat> Los Angeles Chargers 23. Wait a minute. So the Seahawks are actually good. The Hawks demonstrated a good offense and an improving defense and have unleashed a potential star in Kenneth Walker III. Kansas City 44, San Francisco 23. San Francisco started strong, but ultimately couldn't keep up with the Chiefs' high-powered offense. Steelers 10, Dolphins 16. Tour is back and thankfully made it through a tight game unscathed. Chibbe 33, Nep 14. I don't think anyone expected this. (laughs) And they are your one-sentence reviews. Thanks for the admin and the... Very interesting uh, referral of the games, Pat. Uh, Matt, Mark, you said before we started, um, maybe a down week for the NFL. Thank you, mate. My holiday too. 
Cheers, darling. Please, please, let's just look at him. That's cool. That's right. the best thing that's ever happened. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Do you know what, Craig? She's right. You're selfish and arrogant. <laughs> it it's not on what you're doing right now. Fuck me in hell, Craig. But I can't get on with me too. <laughs> we don't live in the 70s it is hilarious um Wonderful. so we uh, need to get spe- a lot of drinks after this <laughs> speaking of marriage troubles um tom's having <laughs> tom's having some difficulties in tampa what is happening there they're just bad aren't they which is a really really bad team I'm, I'm here for it i know that you're a big fan of his obviously now um but something's not right. Chris Godwin's clearly not fit. Mike Evans has suddenly got droppy. Um, the, I mean, that drop on the third play changed the sets the entire time for the game. Tom doesn't look comfortable. The offensive line doesn't look good. And as I said in the in the quiz, their, their defence has, has really dropped off in the last couple of games as well. I, the thing that occurs to me is do, when do we need to get to a point whereby we start to assume that Todd Bowles just actually isn't a very good head coach? I was thinking about this because Adam made this point three or four weeks ago that a certain ex-head coach is still hanging around there on the sidelines, drawing a little bit, interfering, chatting with players. Is he a distract? Is he actually becoming a distraction now? I don't know how much he's been on the sidelines the last couple of weeks, but if he is still doing all of those things, that might be undermining Todd Bowles quite a lot there as well, which isn't helpful when you're basically you know, trying to do that job properly for the first time yourself. Um, I, I don't like what's going on there. There seems to be, there almost seems to have been this attitude of we've brought back the vast majority of a very talented roster. We should be able to steamroll at everyone. And then you go in against a, a team like the Panthers who don't have the same level of talent as you, but they've come in with the right attitude you're not going to win that game. You're going to lose. You're at least going to get punched in the face. And how you react to that's important. And their reaction seems to be to go and argue with each other rather than actually just getting their heads down and trying to get it done. It's um, I do think it's an interesting point. I uh, as I'm, I'm a fan of Todd Bowles. Todd Bowles was a steady pair of hands for the Jets. We always felt that he just wasn't quite big enough for New York, right? Um, and players come to New York to for the other stuff. Yeah, you want people to be football people, of course, but that glamour, the big city, is part of it. And if your coach doesn't... I don't know. I mean, it's not for me, but it's a question. And, and that was what, you know, it was very much viewed as a steady pair of hands in New York, but was not able to develop the side you look at the characters in that team it it, you can only surmise that it would take a big character to manage those you know um Arians had (laughs) AB Mike Evans Tom Brady I mean that is fucking mental gronk I mean these are huge characters it must take um a lot to to keep that type of group in order so with Tom coming back Tom at his worst quite frankly um it's a shitty hand for a head coach to get but 
it's reasonable to ask those questions. They are not the team that we saw last year. Routine, there's no timing. Offensive line, not doing good. The defence, Todd Bowles is a defensive coach. What happened to this defence? It's, um, yeah, questions, questions for Tampa Bay for sure. And th- this is this should have been the perfect storm for them. You know, they're playing badly, but they're coming in against a team who's just traded away their best player, who's got a, a like a, a caretaker manager in haven't won like have lost four on the row they should have been put like easy pickings for that team but they, they didn't just beat them they humiliated them and that's massive concerns there if you can't if you can't motivate yourselves or at least if you if you're in a debt like you're there's something wrong with your motivation if you're lacking in a like against that where you're so talent like you're talent rich against that squad that's serious trouble. <clears throat> Where there is not trouble, and you must have expected me to talk about this, <laughs> is is the New York Jets <laughs> playing <laughs> Jets football five and two, throwing 14. it for a hundred yards. Whatever, blunt. I don't care. <laughs> I, I couldn't care less. Uh, that's not true. I've got thoughts, but hey, listen. Perfect. Great, great, great time to to be involved. And, um, you know, for a long time, I, t- I, I uh, heart back to Salah's press conference after game one, where he said, you know, there was a lot of criticism. We didn't look good. Um, a lot of people, me, myself included, disheartened. Salah said, I'm keeping receipts. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> we're a good football team. We're going to figure it out. I'm keeping receipts. I know what you're saying. And to turn around and look at this team, this which defence, mean, prepared, well coached. I think we still got questions on offence. We still got questions on quarterback. And it's a huge, huge um, loss in Brees Hall going down uh, and AVT going down. So we've got questions. Uh, but at this point in the season, couldn't have asked for more. Five and two are not looking like a team where five and two is unworthy of how you're playing, I think. Um, the offense is, as you say, up and down, but the defense is stellar. And it's just, it's a team that's becoming more and more convincing. And that comes from the top down, I think. So, yeah, salary is more convincing than a lot of uh, NFL coaches throughout the league. And that's starting to show in the way the roster looks and the way the team's performing. For me, the the offense was the most talent, you know, the highest talent deficit you had when Salah first went there. So it's not unreasonable that you can expect that that might take longer to build, longer to gel in certain places. Um, I, I I think it's I think it's good enough given how good the defense is. Um, every time I've watched, you know, chunks of the Jets this year, you just you just look like one of those defenses that feels like they've got it handled like okay you might score on this one but you're not going to score on the next one you might not score on the one after that we we know what we're doing here um broncos you're always going to struggle offensively against them because everyone has this year that defense is also good the problem is that their offense is just absolutely dreadful um I, i think i think the jets will do good stuff this year i could see them being a playoff team they might not go deep into the playoff but you've got the kind of defense where you could once you're there 
I think, and this just isn't because it's the Jets. There's a lot I like about the Jets this season. I think that defence, as as you've alluded to, is looking really good. There's a lot of good names. There's some some guys on that defence that have properly stepped up. Some rookies that look really exciting. I think that Source Gardner looks proper, proper player. Awesome. He's money. Yeah. Um, My concern would be the quarterback. Um, He, like... Something about him still doesn't sit comfortably with me. If I was a Jets fan, um, only 121 yards in this game. And yes, I know it's against Denver, um, but that for me is still a concern. Um, losing Brees Hall for the season is obviously uh, <clears throat> is obviously a big problem as well because he basically was the offense in this game for, although, for the most part. Although getting yeah, Robinson in a trade, I think yeah, yeah. that's a big pickup. That. Yeah, that's that's a, that's a that's a good pickup to replace him. But is he? He, he's got to he's got to like learn the offense, I guess, a little bit. And he's got to is he is he the same player as as Brees Hall? Who knows? We'll see. Um, we'll see if that's system or whether that's you know that's Brees Hall being proper good. But it's the quarterback that I think limits the Jets for me. And um, but in this year's NFL, there are comfortably you know 18, 2018 teams that are worse than the Jets. For sure. I mean. I'm really encouraged. I think that losing Hall's massive. There's no two ways about it. Rich, you touched on the uh, replacement, the pickup in Robinson, and I'm going to come back to that for sure because I think that really shows the direction of the uh, hierarchy of the club, right? The management of the club responded decisively, which is something I've said consistently about this regime. Um, I do think the quarterback, he's come back from an injury. It's a big injury. You want him to look smoother. Everything looks hurried and rushed, and there's just that he doesn't have a command of the offense right now. Um, so that you hope that improves, uh, and it's positive that the offense are bailing him out. People are playing for him, um, but you you that needs to improve. We have to see better. The point of him coming back. Joe Flacco was the problem. That was the issue with the offense beforehand. You can't be the issue too. Um, so I do want to see him improve. But yeah, I mean, for me, the moves for Robinson, we're looking at offensive linemen as well. Um, I've not checked in the last hour, so I don't know if anything's happened. But I just love the, like there was, the, there's been a real approach. Mekhi Beckton went down and everyone was saying, oh, Jet should have prepared. You can't lose the amount of linemen we've lost and prepare for it. Otherwise you have a 52 men lineman offense uh roster so injuries happen but at this point with avt going down and recognizing what Brees offered to the offense to be decisive to go in the market i think it's it's really good signs signs of a regime that are backed that have some autonomy um so i think you know whether we make the playoffs this year or not i'm really encouraged and i can enjoy every game and i want to see progress next year i i, I think that if we don't see improvements from Dak, um, from Dak, from Zach, I'm, I'm, I think that's perfect because the quarterback's going to be out there next year. So, um, and if we need to make that type of move, we can. But right now, he's got every chance to improve, and this team it should be fun. We've got so many young players; this should be a great year for them. The thing that the thing that strikes me as well is the fact that you've only lost to good teams. You've lost to the Ravens. You've lost to the Bengals. Both of those are decent teams. They've maybe not been at their very best at times this year but they can hit those heights but you've beaten good teams as well you've beaten 
you know, the Browns are not a terrible side this year. They're, they're decent. You've beaten the Dolphins. You've beaten, I mean, the Packers maybe are terrible, but you beat them comfortably. Um, I think one thing that will be interesting to see is you've got the Patriots twice and the Bills over your next three games. And I think... That's, that's, the, the, that's the run. I'd love the to coach, The coaching at the Patriots is going to be the thing that's the, the question there. Can you cope with what Belichick's going to throw at you because you know he's going to want he's going to feel that as a challenge and he's going to want Man, to his best they, they are Belichick much better than the Pats they are much better than they Belichick. should they should be right and if you come Belichick out of that winning played. two of those three games that sets you up incredibly for the end of the season because you've got an easier second half of the year as well I'd love to split the one with the Pats we win it at home I don't give a fuck what happens over there Belichick shit um, <laughs> Pat Unhappy to see Robinson moved on. What happened in uh, what happened in Jacksonville? It's weird. I whenever I've, whenever he was given the chance to run the ball, I always thought he looked like a good back. He, he, powerful, strong, lot of lower body strength. It is, it's a strange one. Yeah, we're run by clowns. I'm fucking sick of it. It's, um, <laughs> so we had I came out of the Giants' loss feeling pretty down and miserable about aspect of the performance although we took it to the final play of the game it wasn't the worst performance we've had in ages but it was pretty mediocre and then the Colts announced that Matt Ryan had been benched which I'm sure we'll come on to and that cheered me up because we were the absolute idiot dickheads of the division and then we gave away a thousand yard running back for a sixth round pick which will probably become a fifth round pick which will undoubtedly waste on a guy who ends up on the practice squad it's it's That's quite a, a miserable deal. state of affairs. <laughs> you gave him nothing for him. It's like we literally... you, gave him a, you gave him a, like a Mars bar and a packet of pegs. And was... Everyone knows how badly we needed this move. Like we, de- we desperately needed this. They, they, you know, I like Michael Carter, but we needed something else. Brees has proven that. Um, thanks. <laughs> the, the thinking behind it is, is he's at the end of his rookie deal this year, so. We might not have extended him, so you may as well get some value for him. I think the value we got for him is shit, and I wouldn't have moved him on. But that's the argument people are making. And maybe, you know, it's until the end of the season rental for the Jets in a position of need. He's the sort of player that can be that missing piece that takes you to the playoffs. So it's a good pickup for you. What you're getting in Robinson is a guy with really good vision. And, you know, he took over the role from Fournette, right? So he went from Fournette vision to someone with good vision and it was just night and day. He's a strong, powerful runner. He fumbles rarely. He's not got incredible acceleration like Brees Hall had and like we've seen from Etienne. And he doesn't have like elite top-end speed. So he's going to go for 20s and 30s and get run down. But he's reliable. He's a workhorse back. And I think a thing that's been underrated by our management team is just how good of a character guy he is he just quietly gets on with it puts the team first and that is an underrated facet of a player in any position but particularly that sort of position so it's a great pickup I'm really disappointed that this is the decision the Jaguars have made but I should be unsurprised that this is the decision that the Jaguars have made because they're a fucking clown show I I've got two thoughts on this. The first one is it feels like a very Trent bulky move um, in terms of just really not recognizing good situations when you have them. Um, I I'm amazed that there's not more potential upside for the Jags. I can understand 
moving him for a sixth now, but you'd want more upside from if the Jets do well, if they make the playoffs, if they go into the playoffs, that that pick could jump up more than it does. The other thing is that if if I'm a Jags player, I feel like this is a bit of a, a kick in terms of what this what people you know in the front office think that this team can do because you want that ability to have that one-two punch. You want to have running two running backs there that can really do damage. They're already saying the season's over. Like, they don't believe in us. That's what I'm thinking if I'm a player there. Yeah, 100%. That's what I'm thinking as a fan. And if you don't think and see there's any point in the rest of the season, why should I give a shit? Dead to me but, until next year. <laughs> but you weren't using him. It wasn't as though that was a one-two punch. The guy it should have been. He's had a 100-yard game this season already. He's it's looked. Crazy. He came back. We went. The the thing we had coming into this season was, we have two running backs coming off major injuries. We're concerned about how well either of them will cope with that, and both of them have coped better than we could have expected. But what we saw from Robinson was he looked as good as he ever looked prior to the Achilles injury, which is miraculous. And that hundred yard game he ran really well, and then they just slowly phased him out into the Etienne. And in the last game, they gave some half arse excuse about, oh, he's got a lower leg injury, we'll want to take it easy with. And what they actually meant was, we're protecting him for his trade value so he doesn't get injured this game. Just yeah. lie to us. We're not fucking idiots. We know what you're doing. But, yeah. but I don't understand the value. I don't get it. I was like, if you're going to there trade him, you're looking at, you're looking to like sort your future out. You're giving away for a sixth round. I mean, how many sixth rounders ever even make the NFL? play a game and yet you're giving away someone who's productive and has been productive this season for absolutely a bag of bollocks it it makes absolutely zero sense to me at all to a team as you pointed out to a team who was desperately in need of a running back pat was he on a big contract He's a rookie undrafted free agent. Exactly. It's about as cheap a contract as you can get. <laughs> it's, it's, it's what absolutely has crazy. happened? <laughs> that is crazy. Well, oh, whatever, mate. Laughing over here. Uh, what's What's happened is Trent bulky. <laughs> until Until Jacksonville get rid of him, Man, we're going to continue to see this kind of nonsense. Anyway. Uh, as bad as it is for the Jags, it seems to be <laughs> worse for Matt Ryan. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's, not gone. it's not. It's not. It's not quite. And um, Colts have made a decision to sit him down. I feel like the uh, the call's a harsh one, um, but it's not been good enough over there in Indy. It's but like we say, it's like they've made a weird, like bizarre decision. He's fourth in the league in passing yards. <laughs> <laughs> and behind a terrible offensive line. Yeah. And a defence that isn't as good as last year. So he's like being able to rely on that so much. The guy is, you know, he's, he's only it's only just 100 yards off the top quarterback in terms of passing yards in the league. And you're throwing an Erlinger. Yeah. What, what are you doing? Him. What are you doing? It's like the guy's having to run for his life. I mean, are you actually like you're not sitting him down because of poor play? Are you sitting him down to because you're worried he's going to die? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and what does that say for the rookie uh, punching bag? I mean, quarterback that you've put him back there. It's, it's, it's some decisions at the minute, and the Colts are, have become a bit of a weird organisation, and they seem desperate to switch quarterbacks as as regularly as they possibly can since Andrew Luck has gone. But it's I find that a bizarre decision. I like I'll admit I haven't 
watch their games as closely as I have some other teams, frankly, because they've been shite this year. But I mean, the stats speak for themselves. You know, he's he hasn't he ain't done bad. The thing is, I, I only jokingly suggested that he's had his last game in the NFL in in the the season review, partly because have you seen his contract? His dead cap for next season is 18 million. His cap hit is 35. There's no way that the Colts can afford to move on from him for at least another year. Well, behind the offensive line, Erling is going to last about two or three games and then Matt Ryan will be back in, surely. I, I Two or three quarters, mate. He'll be <laughs> running for his life and throwing picks left, right and centre behind that line. I mean, I don't care who you put back there. If they're that inexperienced, they're just going to be you know, panicking constantly. Is that in addition to the run game, all of that thereof, and the, as you mentioned, that defence just isn't as efficient as last year? So, but it is a strange one. I mean, I'm surprised by the the passing yard stat, but saying that... Full disclosure that probably it doesn't take into account bye weeks and that yeah. takes a long time to even itself out. But of the and he's chucking the ball there, a lot because they're he's down. still fourth. He's still fourth though, right? But you know yeah. yeah. Um, and you say the run game, Craig. That's part. A lot of that's down on the offensive line as well, right? If you can't if you can't move people around, if you can't make holes, then there's nowhere to go. And we yeah. know what Jonathan Taylor's capable of when he's given any kind of opportunities. He does look better than Wentz did last year, so they've upgraded, but they've upgraded at $25 million a year, so they bloody should have upgraded. And you look at the job Mariota's doing at the Falcons, they don't look that much worse. So, yes, everyone was like, oh, yeah, Matt Ryan, what an amazing upgrade for the Colts. They were thinking Matt Ryan five years ago when he was at his pomp. They weren't thinking Matt Ryan last season at the Falcons, and I think what we've seen with the Falcons this year is um, underlined that. I mean, that's not a bad uh, place to land. How has Mariota done? I'm, I must admit, I know there's some positivity around it. I still feel like he's a liability, like a massive fucking liability. Um, <laughs> but got some results, got some wins. He's the same. He's the same Mariota that we've seen before. He's he's fun to watch. Don't get me wrong. He was he was brilliant against us, and then terrible this week. He's yeah. going to be up and down. But I mean, Adam, Adam and I had a bit of a chat about this, and it's more enjoyable when you don't support the franchise that's starting him because you can enjoy all the crazy, hilarious, brilliant stuff that he does, and then not worry when he throws three picks in a row. This game, he completed eight passes for 124 yards and 75 yards of that was on one play <laughs> right so exactly the falcons ain't winning games because of marcus mariota <laughs> the weird thing in in atlanta is kyle pitts's disappearance well it's because of the face of the because yeah <laughs> because he's well, yeah, all eight he's, times <laughs> he's not even really getting targeted i mean it's crazy that you've got a weapon like that and we've seen what he was able to do last year and and you're barely using him like surely you'd you try and force feed him the ball considering what's happened since to the falcons 
it makes that draft pick of Carl Pitts even more fucking oh, weird, doesn't it? Bonkers. <laughs> Such a weird one. You know, there's so many positions you could you can try and get in a draft that early to really benefit your team in the future. Why are you going tight end? Yeah, there's a man who can't wait for free agency. Yeah, when you when you're planning on ditching the quarterback, you've got no other weapons around you. But the the like Mariota's use of Pitts and Drake London, the two targets he's got, they had four catches for 18 yards combined in this game. What you should do with a weapon like Kyle Pitts is trade him to the Jets for a sixth round draft pick. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. Um, but no, you, you make a good point around Pitts and London, you know. Early, what, early, round, early round picks and you know, passing the ball. Is, uh... Figure out your lines. If you're, gonna, if you're rebuilding, figure out your lines, get them sorted out, fill your skill positions out after that because they, like, they're in such a nothing team. I don't know how... Um, they've got the record that they have probably I'm like, <laughs> I haven't seen the schedule but I'm, I'm amazed because we they, shat the bed against them well, yeah. yeah I'm amazed they, they've won three games they've got interesting results though because they lost narrowly to the Rams who have turned out to be quite crap they beat the Seahawks who've turned out to be surprisingly good beat the Browns yeah the Browns lost narrowly to the Buccaneers who were something expected to beat the 49ers, which we didn't expect. The only time they've been blown out is the Bengals. And again, that was like two devastating early turnovers and suddenly a scrabbling staying games. And they're playing the Panthers and the Chargers next, who have not looked amazing yet this season. So it would be very interesting to see. They could be uh, right up there overtaking Tampa Bay in a couple of weeks. It's weird. They've kind of lost every game I would expect. I would have given them a chance of winning and won the games that I thought they'd have no chance of winning. Yep, they're a pick'em nightmare. Yeah, <laughs> so annoying. And uh, NFL. Um, so something we wouldn't have necessarily seen either is uh, and the, the big trade uh, in the NFL this season so far. Uh, McCaffrey goes to San Francisco. Were, were the first four plays like ten plus yards? Yeah. In that game. So. And Rich is thinking like he's just watching the game with a massive stomp. It's so good. He he was never going to get loads of play in that game because he had something like 48 hours to learn as much offense as he he could. So it was always going to be Shanahan tells him, you know, half a dozen to a dozen plays. uh in in those first two or three drives and then after that it's like well we might scheme some stuff in when we can i'm excited to see what he looks like when he's fully up to speed i wasn't expecting a lot against the chiefs i think he'll really hit the ground running i think we've got a week nine bye week so we've got one more game and then then the bye so after that i'd expect him to be really up on this is what we're doing with you in this offense but i'm i'm so excited I'm very excited about this. I'm very nervous about his injury record. That's the one big caveat with this whole thing. And I think it's the biggest reason why no one went in with with any kind of first round. I mean, there there were talks that, oh, they want two first round picks from. They were never going to get that. But even without the injury record, they weren't going to get that anyway. Um, It's it's a very good trade if he stays healthy. If he stays healthy, it's a brilliant trade. If he doesn't, it's just a massive gamble on whether he can whether he can stay on the field if he can the idea of having him and Debo on the field at the same time I mean I referred to him already a couple of times as a reverse Debo he's a running back who can 
play in the slot, play out wide. He can catch the ball. He can do stuff with his ha- stuff in his hands. It's like the yards after catch that we're going to get out of him, particularly with someone like Jimmy, where we've now got Debo, CMC, and uh, Kittle all able to take, you know, a five, six yard dump and then get an extra 10 yards off the back of that. That's going to be so I mean, it's going to be brilliant having those weapons for someone like Jimmy who can't throw it more than 20 yards. It was interesting to compare and contrast McCaffrey's debut with Robbie Anderson's debut. Robbie Anderson had two snaps played, one target, zero catches on his debut with Arizona. And he had about the same amount of time to learn plays as McCaffrey did with the 49ers. Um, No comparison there in player levels and uh, that played (laughs) out on the pitch. The weird thing about this move for me is the 49ers of all the teams in the NFL are a team where the way they scheme means running backs can be whoever, right? And you don't need this uber, super elite level athlete to have success in that system because the system's so good. So to spend premium picks to bring in this premium level athlete, they seem like the team who least need it given how they play. This is the argument that is going on with a lot of 49ers fans who don't like the trade is why are we spending this amount of capital and an injury regularly injured running back who's supposedly elite and we've got to pay him loads of money if we want to keep him beyond this year. This seems like a waste of resources against a position where we always do well at the running back position. The difference with CMC is what he brings in the passing game and the ability to scheme for that is so different to a lot of the, you know, the running backs that we've got in there, particularly the guys that have been successful over the last few years have tended to be UDFAs or guys that we've, we've brought in in free agency that haven't really stuck somewhere else, but have done well in the Shanahan system. The question is if you bring in an elite level athlete who can receive the ball and move with ball in hand, the way he does, does that not then open up, so much more of, of you know the playbook and the ability that he has to you know to be explosive in that offense in a way that those athletes aren't necessarily going to be I was really back and forward on this when when the trade was first announced I was a little bit like oh you know they've got their backup QB why do they need him it seems a bit of a silly move blah 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 but then over over time I realized that that's just because I'm so disappointed the Bills didn't get him <laughs> um, I, I don't care who you are, what you gave up for him, even if it's a gamble because of his potential industry, injury history. This is Christian fucking McCaffrey. I don't care. Um, if, if the Bills had given up a first round for him, I wouldn't have given a shit because he makes your team an awful lot better. Um, he's one of the most explosive. When healthy, he's probably the best player in the league outside of outside the quarterback position. And he, he, he adds a different dimension to any team um, in the league, him, Debo, and if and if George Kittle's game is anything to go by against the Chiefs, if he's getting back to something like his best, I think that makes the 49ers a fucking good time. If they can just keep their players healthy for a while, um, there's a lack of quality, big time, there's a lack of quality in the NFC. If this gives them an option to make a run in the playoffs, no doubt. I think that if it was a McCaffrey move to the Bills and you gave up the keys, I think that's all good. I am, I do think that it's a strong, and don't get me wrong, look, 
Debo, Kittle, Ayuk. It's a, that's a matchup nightmare. You can't you can't you can't cover all those guys, right? That's perfect. Get it. I just don't think the Niners are good enough. That's that's a bottom line. I don't. I I I think it's it's a. I mean, even for McCaffrey, if I want to make that move, I want to go and win. And I'm not convinced. I would have been. I would have been doing all I could to get to Buffalo. All I could. Maybe maybe you don't want the weather, but boy, I cannot understand. I just don't, I don't think the Niners have enough. I don't think he'll get hurt. And I do think the injury risk is significant, but I think that, you know, he's not, he doesn't have to run the ball 40 times and he doesn't have to run, you know, you don't even need to use him in between tackles, right? You can scheme him in other ways, let other players pound the rock. So I guess it's a more favourable situation for him, but surely he wants to go and win and running backs, we've seen how short that career is. I don't know. Not not the move I would have made. I I agree with you. If the Bills are an option and you've got those options, why would you not go there? But it sounds like the two teams that were left in the running were the Niners and the Rams. And I think that's also part of the reason why we've given up what we've given up to get him. Because the one thing you don't want for the 49ers is for him to end up there. Because you've then got to face that guy year in, year out in the NFC West. You know that the Rams are going to do some more, you know, cap management magic that means that somehow they can manage to afford him alongside all the other stars that they've got there. I think part of the reason we've we've gone so heavily on on the draft capital here, maybe if we were up against the Bills, we would have let it go and, and the Bills would have ended up with him. But it sounds like the final two teams in the bidding were the Niners and the Rams, and that's that's probably why we've got him. I'm not sure I agree with you that we're not good enough. We've definitely misfired to start the season and watching our defense against the Chiefs just get taken apart was absolutely concerned. But prior to that game, it's been an elite level defense that's kept us in games. The offense has been the issue. And all of a sudden you've got a new funky weapon that suits the way Shanahan likes to play. He likes to use the run game. He likes that, you know, particularly with Jimmy, obviously, because of his limitations. He likes that short and intermediate area, uh, attacking that with a weapon like McCaffrey. He's going to be absolutely overjoyed with this. The big thing that this does bring is it, it brings it even more into focus of whether Shanahan is moving with the times and able to continue to outmaneuver NFL defences because this year has shown that he's definitely struggling at times and you put a weapon in like that and if you still aren't able to put up 25 30 points a game on average over the rest of the course of the season you're in trouble as a head coach and a play caller the best thing about all of this is it stops clickbait wankers on twitter doing articles like oh such and such a team's interested in christian mccaffrey well yes <laughs> he improves 31 out of 32 teams in the <laughs> in this sport right and if the other one is the one he's on so everyone would want him at the right price Niners have got him good luck to them they're going to be exciting to watch this season yeah yeah no doubt uh maybe lastly let's talk a little bit about uh cowboys get Dak back uh somehow that team's not bad i really didn't expect a lot from the cowboys but um they've hung around 
two running backs. Zeke's back, Mark, and uh, <laughs> two touch, two two one yard runs. What else? <laughs> Playing his position, Brilliant. you get me. Turning up. <laughs> you can literally, you can fall over and score that touchdown. No, no, you couldn't. <laughs> so I'm not as fat as he is. <laughs> But yeah, what do we think? Any better or a bit of a full storm for Dallas? I, I again, I think that the lack of quality in the NFC will be will mean that they make the playoffs. Um, Dak, Dak was okay. Um, Pollard's still the best running back that they've got on that squad, um, and they've got an excellent, excellent defense. Um, that they're they're an okay team. They're far better than I expected. Yeah, they've 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 not played any very elite teams yet, and I don't know that they're going to based on the rest of their schedule, um, which suggests that they'll be they'll be all right. They'll be in at the end of the season. I hate the Cowboys, and I'd be perfectly happy to see them lose a lot of other games, um, but I don't think they will. I think they'll be they'll be all right. They'll get to the playoffs, and then someone will beat them in the playoffs. Yeah, this exactly. I think it's like it's worth noting that they were only four points ahead of the Lions with like three or four minutes to play in this game, yeah. and that like there was every chance they might lose it. They ended up winning it comfortably because of two late touchdowns, but they didn't look convincingly brilliant in this game. They but they were good enough. I'm going to correct myself there. They played the Eagles and they lost. Yeah, <laughs> that entire division is playing better than I expected, with the exception of the Eagles, who are playing as good as I expected, and. It tells you something about my expectation of the commanders that their three and four record is better than I expected, but that's uh, another story. <laughs> I do hate the commanders, though. Honestly, I hate watching them. The name still does not sit well with me. Those jerseys as well. They look like Suck. some fucking awful mocked up computer video game version of an NFL team jersey. It's it's awful. The whole thing Computer video game. All right, granddad. <laughs> <laughs> it's, such a, it's such a weird... There's such a weird organisation. What with like, what Dan Schneider is banging on about, where he was claiming in the week that he had dirt on the rest of the NFL and Roger Goodell, yeah, and he was going to release it all. That? Do it. Uh, Drop the tape, bro. Yeah, if you've, if you've got it, let's, let's go. That. Let's go. <laughs> but I mean, with that as the ownership and the the quarterbacks they keep taking, and yeah, it's that's a weird team. They've only got. I mean, like three more games where they've got like genuinely good teams to play. And that's the Vikings, uh, the Eagles, maybe the Titans, if you consider them good now that they're topping that division. Good enough to beat the commanders. Yeah. Are the Titans good? I don't know if the Titans are good. Are the Titans good? The Titans are functional and well-run, which is the opposite of the commanders. Don't you think they're... Well, the thing is, they say they're well-run... Did you see that Vrabel video that Adam was harping on about? <laughs> he, nah. he loves he loves that guy, right? Adam's not here. Is Mike Vrabel actually that good? No, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Even does does video, anyone else think he's br- like this messiah that the Titans fans seem to think he is? Just Mike Vrabel is what you'd get if you put a chuckle brother on steroids for three years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but somehow they have managed to win four games in a row. So yeah. To be fair, they've they've looked significantly better with him than they have for about two decades. So I can understand why they'd worship him a bit. 
playoffs. Uh, but, they I mean, but they haven't only beaten the Colts twice, the Commanders and the Raiders, so, you know, <laughs> whoopee-doo. God, the league uh, is terrible this year. So it? bad. <laughs> so, so many like, awful teams. When you, when you look through any team's roster now, you're like, oh, they can win that game. They can win that game. They, can, they should win that game. Because <laughs> there's just so much shit about. <laughs> Do we want to talk more football before we preview some games? Nah. That's <laughs> enough. More than enough, isn't it? We're an hour in, mate. Everyone's asleep at this point. <laughs> this, is what you ca- this is what we came for. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this is what we do. <laughs> uh, right. <laughs> let's uh, let's preview some games. This is going to be fun again. I mean, BR. Go on. Off the top of your head, what's BR? Oh, Got more Ravens. I've got Ravens. it. Yeah. Okay, DB. Denver Broncos. All right, we're good. JJ. <laughs> JJ just doesn't seem like the Jaguars. Anyway. One sentence previews. Baltimore Ravens at Tampa Bay. Nothing is coming easy for the Bucks right now, and the Ravens will fancy their chance to run all over this stuttering defense to send them to three and five. Broncos at Jaguars. Both teams desperate for a win, but the Jags feel like the team closest to finals and form. With Russ out and no no one sold on Rippon. With Etienne emerging as a focus of this offense, I fancy a feel-good W in Jacksonville. Carolina Panthers at Atlanta Falcons. Attack bowl? Surprisingly competent bowl? Who the heck knows at this point? Chicago Bears at Dallas Cowboys. Chicago looked decent at the weekend, but Dallas will have too much for them in Texas. Dolphins at Lions. Nice get-right game for Miami as Detroit regressed to the mean. Arizona Cardinals at Minnesota Vikings. I really don't like either of these teams. <clears throat> Raiders at New Orleans Saints. A matchup of Derek Carr and Andy Dalton in 2016 would have made for a great game. But the year is 2022. And frankly, we're talking about two also rounds. Game of the week, New England Patriots at New York Jets. After <laughs> last weekend, you get the feeling the Jets could beat anyone. The problem is that this weekend, anyone happens to be the Patriots. <laughs> Fuck me. Fuck the Patriots. <laughs> Steelers. Steelers are a reader for ages. <laughs> Steelers at Philadelphia Eagles. P.E. I've written the words. I know the teams. B.E. just throws them. Steelers and Eagles. With no TJ Watt, the Steelers defense looks toothless. Micah can't do it on his own, and this Eagles offense has a lot of weapons. Another dub for the Eagles. Tennessee Titans at Houston Texans. Whisper it quietly, but after starting 0-2, the Titans have turned a corner and are beginning to look solid again. This should be a straightforward path to 5-2. Commanders at Indy. At least this isn't in prime time. (laughs) (laughs) New York Giants at Seattle Seahawks. Somehow, the Giants team find ways to win. But I do like Gino in this return game. Hawks by a score. Green Bay. At BB. Who the hell is BB? Bill Belcher. Buffalo Bills. On Green form. Bay at Buffalo Bills. <laughs> <laughs> On form, this looks like a Bills walkover, but it could be a massive trap game. 
C-I-B-E at C-L-B-R. Bengals, Bengals. versus Brown. <laughs> Bengals C-L-B-R. Lost C-L-B-R. Come off it. Come off it. <laughs> the Bengals offense looks back to its best and the Browns are free-falling into obscurity. Expect a Monday night bloodbath. And they are your one sentence previews. That was fun. Let's do it like that. Every- well, I mean, next time, <laughs> next time, pause code. Let's try that. <laughs> uh, one sentence previews done for the week. Uh, we also have a bit of go, Rich. We're going to do worst game of the week. Richie, about to take the words out of mouth. <laughs> Sorry, man. Uh, Bit of admin. Uh, worst That's game him not week. trusting you there, mate. He doesn't trust you to remember that. That's just clear. That. He's, he's already up. he's already been brought three different glasses of wine. He can't <laughs> read his own words. I mean, anything could happen at this point. <laughs> I don't, forget, don't forget, Craig. It's her holiday too. <laughs> <laughs> That's facts. I'm gonna hear about. About that. as trusting as Aaron Rodgers, Rich, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> the Long Snapper Podcast worst game of the week. Ginster's pasties. Uh, so, uh, worst game of the week. What are we thinking? Oh, I mean, three. I bet we're all thinking the same one. One of them's got to be. I mean, I mean Jesus. Colts Commanders. Is Colts Commanders. Right up there as an option. With two. With Colts Commanders with yep. Heineke and um, Erlinger as the starting quarterbacks. <laughs> just, just dreadful. God. It still blows my mind that those two are three and four and three, three and one. How is that possible? How have they managed to get six wins? That's just dreadful, isn't it? That's a dreadful game. I can't, I can't imagine. I can't. I can't believe there's a time when I don't want to watch Kyler Murray. I want no interest in watching that Cardinals Vikings game at all. I like the Vikings. I think you're a bit down on them. I think they're quite an exciting offense to watch, um, and I do enjoy watching um, Kyler Murray kind of like get into massive slagging matches with his head coach, as was the case this week, um, with, with DeAndre Hopkins, of all people, acting as the peacemaker. That was quite fun to watch. Um, so, so if there's a bit more of that... Um, I mean, Kyle is still running 100 yards a game. It's just he knows he never goes more than four yards past the line of scrimmage. Side to side, back and forward. Yeah. Bro, run forward, bro. A... Run forward. <laughs> He's, I, I yeah. do think that one has the potential, at least, to be quite high scoring and quite good fun to watch. Um, unlike, I'm sorry, Pat, Broncos Jags. Oh, I think that yeah, could be a dreadful game of football. I'm very worried about what jet lagged Broncos are going to look like because God knows they're bad enough when they're not jet lagged. And the Jaguars are the Jaguars. And we have potential to be exciting, but we equally have potential to be absolute pish. And if we're bad and the Broncos are bad, it could be a classic London game that everyone complains about them sending dross <laughs> over. You can totally <laughs> see that coming. That you? has got London vibes all over it. <laughs> I, do, I, do, I do think there's one clear winner here, and that is uh, Colts Commanders. Don't, don't, don't watch that shit. <laughs> on, on, honourable mention as well, we haven't said it, but honourable mention for Titans-Texans. Um, that looks like a dreadfully bad game as well. That's not <laughs> my honourable mention. My honourable mention is Panthers-Falcons. Don't yeah. think anyone's going to watch that that doesn't there's, watch so, NFC I mean, South th- week in, week out. We we started off this segment right as like this throw to the one bad game that there's going to be that week. We might as well reverse this now and make it what's actually going to be a good game. Was this, what's the game so of the week? 
in each time slot, where should you try and be watching? Yeah, because there's so much <laughs> dross. Yeah. Uh, I do agree with Craig, though. Raiders Saints? No one gives a shit about that. Bears Cowboys? Does anyone care? No. I think I think Raiders Saints could be good fun, even if it's not high quality. Um, I think I think I think it. Tastes you know, it's for four touchdowns. I'm gonna throw and catch it this time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm interested in the 49ers Rams. I think that would be decent just to see how McCaffrey goes in that one. Um, obviously Sunday night Packers Bills because it's the Bills. They're exciting to watch. Steelers Eagles. I still think the Eagles will run all over him, which doesn't make it particularly exciting. It's just, it's just bad. The league is bad. I'm telling Bro, you, it's Doug. There's one game, one game to watch this week, and that's Jets Patriots. Put green and white on, and enjoy us trance them motherfuckers. I actually um, might watch that, that as the. That's uh, the game. To, that's the game to watch. Don't, do not watch uh, Commanders at the Colts. No, Trust no. me. Um, and we also need to. I don't know why we keep doing this, but we're going to log another bet. <laughs> we're going to give, a, give a, a betting company five pounds this week. Um, so, uh, did anyone get Adam's pick? So, we're going to go over the same format as last week, uh, where we pick a game uh, and uh, take a bet in nine. Uh, we've got Carolina at Atlanta. Um, I haven't got the lines here. Pat, though, the... Adam, language- said, Ca- Adam said Carolina. Certainly so Carolina um, were six six point underdogs. So uh, um, no, sorry, six, yeah, six point dogs. So that's he's gone. Yeah, touchdown, touchdown victory for the Panthers at least, that, or touchdown. That seems reasonable given there's probably only going to be about eight points in the whole game. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, seems fair. I've got Chicago Dallas, and I'm going with Dallas. I don't know what the line is, but I think Dallas going to smash their. Dallas are 10.5 point favourites. Yeah. What can you do? There's no point in going against it. They're going to win. Um, yeah. Miami at Detroit, Rich? Uh, that is... I can't believe that the Detroit Lions are only getting plus three on that. So I'm obviously going to go with the Dolphins. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Mark, Raiders uh, at Saints. I mean, this is a game where literally nobody gives a shit. Um, but <laughs> let's because the Saints look like they can still put on like two point two point dogs to the Raiders. I think that's like that's worth it. I think I will take I'll take the Saints. Nice. Anyone got Russ's pick for Jets New England? The only thing Russell said today is France. <laughs> <laughs> so fuck knows. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna suggest that we go with the Jets here. I, I I'm I'm assuming we'll have a nice line. So uh, yeah, we'll, you're, we'll, you are the two and a half point underdogs. Yeah, nice. We'll take that two point dogs. <laughs> and uh, Pat Pittsburgh at Philly. This was a difficult one because Eagles are favoured by eleven points. And I had a look back at the results this season, and Eagles have only won by eleven twice. Steelers only lost by 11 twice. So I'm going Steelers on the basis of uh, probability. I like that. And we've put Arizona at Minnesota to the poll. Rich, what's the outcome of that? Minnesota minus three and a half, just about edges it, 56% to 44%. So I think that's reasonable. It's it's going to be a bit of a tight one on that spread, but sure, let's go with Minnesota. I can see the I can see the I see the Vikings winning that by a touchdown comfortably, so I think we're safe on that one. Boom. Cool. Thanks you lot.
Last one. Uh, and we'll, we'll give some more money to a peasant company next week. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> to uh, take us out of here and your business. Uh, Rich, were you putting your hand up to go first? Uh, no, but I can. Um, I'm not going to get into the details on my first one. Uh, I had, well, one of my family members had some bad news this week in the last couple of days. Uh, so all I'm going to say on that front is be kind, be nice to the people around you. Don't be an arsehole. Just, you know, be there for people when you need them. Uh, my uh, less serious one is I I made some food this evening because I cook fairly regularly. I like cooking. It's, it's good fun. It's enjoyable. Um, I had grown some chili plants over the summer, uh, seeds from a friend and a couple of plants from friends. So I thought, you know, spice it up, throw a bit of chili in there. You know, I'm not going super, I'm not going like super hot, million Scoville plus nonsense peppers or anything like that. Um, but enough to give it a little bit of a kick. Uh, one thing that I forgot that I I always forget every fucking time is don't 35, 40 minutes later, once you've forgotten that you've been cooking with chilies, rub your eye because it fucking <laughs> hurts. Oh, silly, bro. So public service announcement on that one. Don't be an idiot. <laughs> yeah, that was dumb. You know, I, I'll go next. You know, I always do. And I always think, you fucking idiot. You know not to do that. Why are you opening the oven? The oven is hot, bro. Get your face <laughs> out of there. Open it. Then look. <laughs> Come on, man. You've been here before. Um, <laughs> in in honour of Adam, I've got a very Adam AOB. Uh, I'm this down. Is driving related. Yeah, <laughs> spot on. Um, <laughs> I'm down. Another thing that's related. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I, don't worry, I didn't report anyone. Um, I'm down in, in Dorset with the family. Went to a lovely country pub, to be fair. Really, really nice. Um, like, I felt really comfortable in the country. It's not always the case. People were very friendly, uh, weren't super surprised that there's black dude around. So that's cool. Um, we have to think about shit like that, guys. This reality is fine. Don't feel awkward. I was expecting uh, that to be your AOB, if I'm honest. Yeah, yeah, no, they, they've been they've been cool. People saying hi and shit, love that. That's all me. I'm walking around in wellies and my barber jacket. I love this shit. Um, but I had to park away from the pub. Here we go. I like it here. But I'm assuming the person who did this not from the ex people from Dorset have been lovely. Don't park on the fucking line, man. Like, you are a massive prick if you put your wheels on the line of the parking space. Park properly. Why are you ruining it for us all? And these are spaces, like, are, are, sometimes spaces are too narrow, and some people park on the line, and they're basically saying, listen, my car's too big, you can't park next to me. And it's frustrating, but I do understand it. But these spaces were more than reasonable. Why have you parked on the line to ruin it for the rest of us? It's very inconsiderate. It's not cool. You're ruining the vibes. I've had good vibes here. And I parked and I was vexed. So don't be a dick. Don't 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 be of low character. Have some consideration for others and park your vehicle correctly. Shout out to Adam. Pat. <laughs> Shout out to Adam is a good segue to mine because uh, last Saturday Adam came with his son to um, watch Stevenage Northampton. I sat with him and Greg Kett and Yessie and uh, Yessie's dad, and it was a thoroughly nice day. 
apart from the fact we lost 3-2. But the company was great. I really enjoyed the game. I really enjoyed watching it with people in the North Stand for once. It was uh, a, a refreshing change. So I hope we get to do that uh, on a semi-regular basis going forward. Nice. Mark? Well, p- football is a great segue to mine. Um, I'm, I think I'm going to have to stop taking my son to football matches um, for the for the for the reason that he is some kind of weird sort of like anti goals person. Um, <laughs> we've now it's it, it's now got up to um, we, I, I took him to the the Newcastle game for the for United. We went up to see the Man United Newcastle game. It's now his he, he's ten years old. It's now his second United game. It was nil nil. That made it the. Uh, that made it, I think, the now their seventh game of various different teams that we've been to see live, including United before, Bristol City, Swindon, even Forest Green fucking Rovers, <coughs> where the home team that we've been to see has failed to score. Um, every time there's like, is it me, Dad? Why do they never score when I'm here? Every time I've been to see a game with him. So today... He uh, his mate offered to take him to our local non-league team, Chippenham Town, who were playing um, because I was doing this. I said, tell you what, you go with your mate and his dad. Maybe it's me. Maybe it's us going to the game <laughs> that is what's causing the problem. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. At time of recording, it's nil nil. They're into the they're into the ninety fourth minute. So anything is anything is possible hey, still. Last minute winner. And Mark can't go football anymore. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so yeah, um, it's yeah. I can't take him to watch. I take. I can't take him to watch football anymore because like whoever we've got to see don't score goals. And when you drive for six hours to go and watch United play and it's uh, and it's nil nil, ain't that great? No, many a time, my friend. Please, please keep taking. <laughs> All right, well, track. brilliant. Yeah, <laughs> that was a positive way to finish. <laughs> Shut up, Rich. Uh, <laughs> shout, out, shout out, Ten Hag. You've done a stellar job, mate. Uh, so, Break, breaking, breaking news. Chippenham Town have just conceded in the night. Oh, no. <laughs> oh mate. <laughs> no. no, I so wanted him to be, get that last minute. Oh, heartbreak. It's now full time. It's now full time, and Corey Roberts got a 94th minute winner for Hemel Hempstead. They lost 1 0. Oh, he's going to be in tears when he gets home, mate. At least it's not me. Shout out Hemel, though. I'm far from Hemel. Big up Hemel. That's us. Hour and a half. Kept us to task. We should absolutely leave this running for like another 20, 30 minutes. Just all of us can go about whatever we need to do now. Just just so he thinks he's got like a two and a half hour recording. <laughs> Thoughts about. <laughs> vicious, uh, absolutely vicious.